This Richmond Raceway Road America Weekend Recap Edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb welcome in everyone to the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez welcome twitter i mean i'm sorry Welcome X. Welcome Facebook now. Welcome YouTube. Welcome in everybody to the show. We, of course, are recapping a fantastic weekend of racing. Cody, my friend, were we entertained this weekend, I guess is the question. We're on X. I just wanted to get it in now because I'll probably forget to say it later. So I wanted to be like Rod. Uh, Rod, in the 75-year history of the NASCAR Cup Series, there has never been an entire field closer together then in Sunday's cookout 400 at the end of the race at Richmond Raceway, the entire 36 driver field finished the race and did so without falling more than five laps behind race winner Chris Busher, the closest race in NASCAR history. And I was entertained. It was a wild weekend of racing. We're going to recap the bets. We had some very, very roller coaster rides, some lows, some highs some so-sos but man from the racing standpoint yet again the entire weekend was so exciting you know you had the xfinity series race first on the road course obviously things did not end the way we wanted them to but you can't say it wasn't an exciting finish holy shit it was exciting uh then you can move to the truck series regular season finale all that the strategy will he catch him won't he catch him you have two guys 24 seconds apart at times racing to win the race that far apart throughout the race like absolutely amazing then sunday it comes down to uh, you know battles throughout the race obviously the closest race for all 36 cars in nascar history uh and no hardly there was what one caution for cause uh so man it was just the whole weekend was entertaining Uh, again roller coaster ride for some of the bets but uh, it, w- it was still a lot of fun. You know, and you brought up that stat, obviously, about the nobody was more than five laps down. That is astonishing, given the fact that all but like 10 cars at one point were on the lead lap, or not on the lead lap, rather. And and in a, la- in a race like that, you figure there's got to be somebody, you know, 15, 20 laps down, just limping along, trying to log laps and not lose too many points. But no, I mean, the like you said, there was only one caution for cause, which meant 
The wrecks were minimal, right? The spinouts were bad. Nobody was out of the race. And just the battles continued on. Pit strategy played such a fantastically pivotal role in the last, uh, uh, the, the cup race that it just, I don't know. Like you said, I was entertained thoroughly. I mean, from a betting aspect, I was pissed off and ready to swear off gambling altogether. Uh, but I will say that, uh, yeah, from a, from a fan aspect, this weekend provided some of the better racing that I think we've seen almost all season. So hats off to the Road America folks. Hats off to uh, the folks at Richmond for just having a, a fantastic weekend uh, of racing. Now, again, wish more things would have gone in our favor. Obviously, we'll get into the full-on bets. But, you know, as we talked about it, through, and we talked about it in the Discord, talked about it on X, uh, not in the club when we were on X, on the app X, <laughs> We, we talked about it on Twitter that, uh, you know, the research we, we put in, like, it, it all pointed to the way the race was going. And then Luck just pretty much fisted it and took it right out of our hands. So that was bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, I, it's hilarious. We were just talking about this on the Discord. But the broadcast, you know, on Sunday, it was like, oh, wow, the Fords, they're so fast. Who, you know, who saw this coming? What a resurgence. All the SHR cars are in, in the top 15. And I'm just screaming at the TV. I'm like, we fucking said this was going to like this. Yes, of course. Like, no, it's not Ford is just suddenly better. We're coming to tracks here in the last couple of weeks. Chevy's not typically as good. Sure. They won this race in the spring. We get it. But overall, I mean, Toyota's had one nine in the last 15. There was a couple Fords in there. Hendrick had only one has only won two races at Richmond since Jimmy Johnson in 2010. Like it, it's yes. These are Ford tracks. We told you at the SHR, we had multiple bets. We hit Almarola top 10. We almost hit Briscoe top 10. But we told you, and this week, guess what? If we, there's a matchup against Chase Briscoe, BJ McLeod, Josh Balicki, I don't care. I will take him because he's going to suck again. And they're going to be like, well, so much for uh, thinking SHR was back. And it's like, you're not paying attention at all to anywhere we're at and why trends are certain ways. Like, it it. I don't even know. It flusters me so much because it's like, of all people on the TV broadcast, the the professionals co you know covering the sport, you should know SHR has been good all year on the short flat tracks. That Ford's been better on the short tracks. I, I don't understand. You know what really grinds Cody's gears, and that's definitely exactly what it is. Uh, shout out to JDK over there in the chat. Yes, for those of you listening, traditional broadcast wise, we are of course live tonight, uh, having some fun with everybody as we recap what was a fun, like we said, back and forth weekend on the racing circuit at both Road America and of course. Uh, at Richmond Raceway. But before we get too much further into this, we got to tell you about our Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. It's brand new, and it's the perfect place for the diehard DGen. Sign up for the Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, including the NFL Wins Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize for first place, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast and an ad-free, uncensored show that highlights the best stories from decades of being DGENs. Even a Discord channel for you, the Patreons. Uh, Sports Gambling Podcast is always giving out their free picks over there, and the Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. You want to find out where to get on all this? It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. 
Yeah, I mean, but we will never give up our free Discord, folks, which is where we're at. But obviously, if you want a little more, we're going to figure out how we incorporate into it. Because, Cody, as you pointed out in our Slack channel, our internal company Slack channel, the best bets of the weekend just might as well be the NASCAR Gambling Podcast best best bets of the weekend because you continue to give out fire picks, my friends. Hey, you're, you've been on there multiple times as well, but yes, they've been making a, a pretty sweet video where they, you know, put, put together parts from the YouTube. I need to do better about looking straight into the camera when I'm making my picks. <laughs> I'm always reading off my notes. I've noticed, but that's okay. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, but no, it's been, it's been pretty great, right? You could throw some soccer in there, baseball in there, whatever, trying to find like five of the best bets across the network. And I'm pretty sure we've made the video every week and, uh, Carson Hosevar 10 to 1 this week is probably going to make it on there again unless they just get tired of having us on because, you know, hey, we might be the, the best show in the in the network right now. All <laughs> I'm saying is that if other shows want to be on that, and they got to give good picks. That's all there is to it. Cody's giving out the 10 to 1s. 10 to 1s are hitting. It's going to make the video every week. It's like, how can a... Well, and I'm going to go back in the day. How can a Barry Bonds home run not make SportsCenter's top plays every single week? When he's hitting them every single week, right? I'm just saying. Exactly. That's just just how it is, right? You like how I I likened you to a Barry Bonds home run? Uh, of course, you would go with the with the Giants uh, the Giants reference, but sure, I like uh, you compared to Barry Bonds. That's a, not a bad thing, right? It's a Barry Bonds home run, buddy. Well, yeah, when you hit it's ten the, to ones, yeah. you're hitting them. That's a splash hit right there for you. So. Right, right uh, into the right into the bay. <laughs> right into the bay. But yeah, so again, it was it was a pretty lucrative weekend as far as. Uh, the outright hits. Some of the other ones, we just got lucked out of it, and uh, obviously we're going to go through all of that. But overall, we did really enjoy the the weekend of racing. I thought Road America went well for what it was. Uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of grinding my gears, you want to know what grinds my gears? We'll get there when we get into the into the rest of the Road America recap. Because good lord, NASCAR. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know exactly oh, what you're boy. talking about. <laughs> Uh, but then both, of course, both Richmond races, um, I, I, I'm telling you right now, sometimes it's very difficult. And you guys know this out there watching right now. You can feel exactly and listening. You know exactly. You can enjoy a race, but look down at your ticket and go, that was the worst race in the entire world. How in the hell did all this happen? But it's like you just got done being entertained until you looked down at your ticket. You're like, oh, man, this sucks. So that's yeah. kind of what it was for us this weekend. Yeah, it can be that way at points. Uh, what do you say, Raj? We we jump into the recaps. Do you yeah, want to start no. with SRX on Thursday night? We kind of kind of crushed it on SRX this week. Yeah, I mean, we did it obviously in the F1 gambling podcast. Uh, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely we can go over the F1 or the SRX rather. Uh, so why don't you start off? I know I had a head to head that hit, but uh, I think our head to heads actually did better than anything. Yeah, head to heads did great. Had Tony Stewart over Brad Keselowski. This was a battle. They were back and forth throughout the race. Stewart ends up third. Keselowski ends up fourth. So that one cashed at minus 115. I had Bobby Labani over Elio Castronova's minus 125. Another bookmakers are good on these. We tell you, these head-to-heads, they get these guys back-to-back. These guys battled throughout the race. It just kept going back and forth on the leaderboard. I watched it, right? Their little pictures flipping and flopping and flipping and flopping. Unfortunately, ended up on the wrong side of this one. Uh, but really, the only one we, we missed out on. We got in on Kyle Busch early. Plus 250 was an absolute joke for him to be this price. He pretty much ran away with this race. Um, led a majority of it was the best car. 
uh, and he proved that pretty early on. Um, so yeah, so Kyle Busch plus two fifty hit. I given out Joseph Newgarden plus five hundred. Oh, I don't even guy. know what happened to he Newgarden. Got, he actually got hit uh, in that Tracy wreck. He got caught up in yeah, that one. That's what it was. Yeah, because he ends up eleventh. Tracy, we'll talk about that that whole thing when we uh, when we break down SRX picks this week, which TBD the, might end up on the Cup Show this week, depending on on how things kind of work out. But yeah, Paul Tracy no longer in SRX, which about time. But uh, I mean, he's suspended. But did they actually like let him go? Let him go? I, I saw. Yeah, he's suspended, I mean, but- if you're suspended after three the third race of a six race season, like you're probably not even back this year. Yeah, that's true. We'll too. see if he comes back next year or not. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, I had Haley Deegan over Ken Schrader. Uh, and, and listen, were it not for that wreck, I, I think Deegan may have had a really hard, difficult time staying ahead of Ken Schrader. She was there, and then she wasn't. She was there, and then she wasn't. So, um, you know, Ken Schrader got in it. Haley Deegan got in it, too, but managed to drive off. And all you need is one more lap than the person that crashes out. So, uh, Haley Deegan won this, minus 120. And then I had Clint Boyer over Mario Andretti. And, hey, Clint had something for the Ooh, field, my friend. Boyer was fast. He showed up. He showed up. He wasn't messing around. He showed up to play. Yeah, Clint Clint definitely was amongst the, the top. And then I thought they were going to throw one more caution in there to tighten it up uh, for uh, for Clint Boyer. So, uh, And then JDK saying he hooked Tracy's left rear. Uh, ooh, um, uh, oh, yeah. Schrader? I don't know about all that. I don't know. About, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. But Tracy just, I don't know. I never understood why he was in that series. Like he didn't seem to really bring much to it. He had a feud with everyone, like him and uh, oh. Tracy's left rear starts behind his front bumper. Yeah, okay, That's, I got because yeah, Tracy got I'm out and up said, what you're putting down "Yeah, now, Tracy right? got out and said, oh, I guess uh, I guess right. I got my yeah. my left rear hooked." It's like, nah, brother, you didn't you didn't do that. So, oh no, New Garden, uh, yeah, and he's yeah, it was New Garden that, that hit him, whatever. But yeah, it's uh, and then yeah, you had Boyer twelve to one to win. So obviously, yes. first and second on two of our. Our winning picks there, so ended up pretty good on over on SRX. I saw some people talk about how it's a joke to bet SRX. I think these picks, uh, but, but is it differ, though? Beg to differ a little bit. And uh, hey, it's a lot of fun. Good way to start. Got, you gotta get the DJ and blood flowing early on a Thursday night. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be back with more Thursday night Thunder picks this week. Of course, Rod. Uh, again, TBD. What what show that ends up in? probably the cup series show but probably here we go <laughs> but is it though though when you're getting you know at least even two and a half to one like plus money's good money and we knew kyle it's bush kyle, was gonna win this kyle fucking but i mean yeah again it was and it's not like you were paying a max verstappen price for it you're getting plus 250 you throw some insurance stuff out there and your insurance policy about cash to 12 to one too so, so damn it's close. like and you're again you're in a such a short field you can get some longer shots the head-to-heads, there's a pretty, again, some things can happen, right? You get Tracy wrecking everyone, and and things can happen. But the head-to-heads, for the most part, you kind of have a, a feeling on which way they might go. Sometimes you're going to hit some, sometimes you aren't. But uh, we had a very good week in SRX, so nice way to, to start the weekend. I would say that that's probably the one the one place where you got to gotta get lucky in the head-to-heads, and if, especially if they're giving you the ones like Deegan in the back or you know those kind of ones, and even still like in the front because <laughs> – you know, Brad, Brad Keselowski had a good run until he got wrecked. So, you know, it's just, it's a frustrating thing, especially in the SRX. Those guys absolutely love to push each other around. So um, yeah. we'll definitely have more SRX coming up. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. Hopefully you guys have some fun with those because we do. Absolutely, yeah. It's fun, man. It's such 
such good racing. Like it's old school. It's short tracks. It's all these these big names from all over the place. From you got IndyCar guys, you got Cup Series regulars, old Cup Series guys. You got up and comers like Deegan. Like they mix it up with all these people. Johnny Benson, name I haven't heard in a while, is going to be back this coming week. Like it's a lot of fun. We had Daniel Suarez. Like we've had all these fun people in there. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We got three more weeks. That's it, unfortunately. I almost wish the season was longer, but uh, we're going to enjoy the the last couple of weeks while we can. We sure as hell will, but we're already enjoying Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NFL season, obviously right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props, and it's available in a ton of markets. It's also a great place to get in on NASCAR Pick'em because we know, because we've been doing it for the last few weeks. Plenty of options also and opportunities to win in their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4 where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, Cody, do you want to start with what's fresher in our memory or do you want to go all the way back in the Wayback Machine and start with the uh, Xfinity, as it were, uh, the very first race of the weekend? Uh, up to you, Rod. You're the boss. Oh, I'm the boss now. You're the one hitting 10 to 1s, bro. You call the shots. Um, I'm just here to make the picks. You're the boss. <laughs> all right, fine. Let's go ahead and start with that cup race because the cup race is still fresh in everybody's memory and because we had Chris busher win this race buddy i i mean listen i know he's won before this is nothing new as far as a first time winner but you want to talk about feel good stories we totally dumped all over rfk all of last year we said that this was a rough first year for brad kozlowski as an owner and then of course you know the the bush clash and all that we were just trying to figure out whether or not this is all for real and then it's for real, Cody. This this RFK team has found something here, and we talked about the steady climb of that 6 and that 17. And not just that, but the fact that these guys, week after week, are within, I don't know, four, maybe five uh, Is there positions? any team more consistently right now? Right now? No. They should offer a keslowski busher head-to-head every week because you know they're going to finish right next to each other, and it just depends on the week which one it is. Yeah. But. Uh, great story. That's one of the, that's one of those ones where it's you're not so sad. I mean, of course you love to have the outrights, right? Especially when they hit like that. And JDK who's in the chat, I know he had Busher a couple of times. I think he had like a 65 to one, 22 to one. I got on him live. There was quite a few guys in the Discord uh, that you know they plays a lot of live bets during these races, which I love to see. Um, and yeah, so so a lot of people were in on him. That's great. Uh, again, it goes to show you. We don't give out long shots for no reason. He was, I think, 65. There was, some, I saw some 80 to ones, depending on where you got Ooh. him. Like, he was a long shot coming into this weekend. And guys like this can jump up and, and hit these types of bets. That's why you always throw in those insurance picks. You can always sprinkle in some guys. RFK, though, I mean, we did bag on him a lot last season because going into last season, we were so high. I mean, we were right out of the gate. We're like, RFK, Brad Keselowski, Roush is back. Like here it cut, and then it was just like, oh boy, what's going on there? But obviously, we started to talk about it at the end of the season, right? Things started to ramp up. Bristol, Keselowski dominates the race. Busher wins. We come to Richmond. Keselowski looks really good. Makes the mistake. Keselowski and his mistakes. Rod, 
gosh, he just, oh, he's he's turning into the Sheldon Creed Ty Majeski <laughs> of the Cup Series. It's like he did drive the number two for a, a time. Maybe there's that, yeah, you know, you know, I oh, man, but if he stops making mistakes, he could have easily maybe won that race too. Um, but it just, man, I, RFK is continuing to impress and impress and impress. Busher's third career win now, two in as many years, right? He won one last year, won one this year, locks himself, actually locks himself into the playoffs. We've only got four races left, uh, which the playoff picture, I don't know, Rod, it's, uh, it's shaping up to be something. Chase Elliott, all that talk of, no, he's not going to be able to point his way back in. Maybe he can point his way in now. I think he's only 30, what is he, 35 below the cutoff? Or he's 40 below the cutoff. Um, but over four races, that's only 10 points a race to gain on a Michael McDowell. He's been fairly consistent. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting race these last four to finish out the uh, to finish out the season. But props to Bush. Love to see it. Um, and yeah, it was it was a it was an amazing race. And and the strategies, it's the strategy part I love. That's old school NASCAR. It's great to watch it. There's so many different things going on. Hard to keep track of it all at points and, and whose strategy is going to pay off when you get the right cautions, all that stuff. But it was a lot of fun. Boy, and let me tell you that you got to be a, a mathematician to figure out wh who was pitting on what and who's on what tires and Burning who's up on those what calculators fuel. in the, Ugh, in no the pit thanks. boxes. No thanks. Uh, JDK said he may have had Priest at, uh, what was that, 15,000 uh, as well, 150 to 1, just in hey, case. Yeah. Hey, yeah, and, no, he was looking pretty good. He was running up in what second for a little while there. Yeah, he finished he top a, five. He finished in the in the yeah. fifth place. So pretty good on a guy that's uh, yeah fifteen hundred or yeah plus fifteen thousand. Jesus, that's yeah. a big number. That is a huge number. But um, yeah, I mean the top five: Busher, Hamlin, Bush, Logano, Priest, Keselowski, Truex, Amarola, uh, Dylan, and Harvick are all the top ten. Unfortunately, we'll get to the eleventh place guy in a second. But why don't we break down these bets and we'll. Just keep talking through the race as we do that. Yeah, I kicked it off with Chris Bell, top five, plus 120. I failed to realize that Christopher Bell was not racing this weekend, <laughs> so that was my mistake. Uh, was was Chris Bell in that race, Rod? I at, at points. At points. Him. Like, there was once where he they showed him, and then the rest of the time he was basically just out yeah. to lunch. It was not good. He started 29th. He finished 20th. You didn't never really heard much from him throughout the race. It just, it wasn't, I really, again, we talked about how we thought Ford would be good here, right? And that was as expected, but I really thought it would be a Toyota dominated race. Was not the case. I mean, very good Toyotas throughout the day. Yes. But, oh man, it was, Ford was, was definitely the, the big wigs and they ended up with what? Four of the top sixes. Fords end up with one, two, what? It's five of the top 10. Five of the top 10, yeah. And six of the top six 11. Of the top, I yeah. mean, yeah, that's very Ford heavy at the top. So shout out to Ford for, for getting it done on these. But uh, yeah, Christopher Bell just didn't show up this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, this bet never had a chance. Not even a little. And that's all right. You weren't the only one on Bell. I knew a lot of people were, were riding him too. So uh, definitely tough to be on the uh, losing end of that. I had Harvick as a this, top five this car. This might have been the most surprise for as strong as Ford was. This might have been the most surprising run from a Ford, and not in a good way. Yeah, I had Kevin Harvick as a top five car at plus one ten. Kevin Harvick was a top five car for all of 
I don't know how many laps. It wasn't it wasn't nearly as many as I hoped it would be. And he did finish fifth in stage one, so there's that. Well, that's what I'm saying. He was running around around the top five and and had a very good possibility of being a top five. But this is again where all of a sudden these calculators start coming out and people start pitting and you know, then you you are on the wrong end of a pit cycle and you start giving up laps to people that are uh, on newer tires than you and you just don't get in that same sequence he had a little hiccup on pit road as well which cost him a few spots he just never got him back and i mean i'll stand by kevin harvick as a top five car yeah. all day but it just didn't happen today or yesterday yeah. rather it, yeah it didn't but uh, uh again that's not a bad bet to make i really need to start checking the entry list i apologize ryan blaney top 10 plus 100 <laughs> was ryan blaney in this race i'm not sure I don't recall seeing him. Uh, I, I mean, this is another one that just it never really had legs. I, he finished 14th from starting 25th, but man, he just he was not not at all competitive. Uh, I had really had higher hopes for Blaney in this one, and uh, <laughs> that was that was my take. <laughs> well, he was running around when the pit cycles were. I mean, I, you saw him at the top of the leaderboard when oh, everybody, everybody got to the front during pit that, cycle. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like he was there, so he got some camera time. But uh, yeah, once everybody once everybody came out of the pits and started unlapping themselves, there was no way he was getting there. So yeah, that's a little frustrating for that as well. Um, all right, this one pisses me off. I had Ty Ugh. Gibbs. As a top uh, 10 car. Uh, Cody, was Ty Gibbs a top 10 car uh, in the end of stage? He was a top 10 car in practice. He was a top 10 car in qualifying. He was a top 10 car in the race. But he did not finish on the top 10. Rob. No, no. Tire strategy screwed uh, him in the end. And he finished one spot had, behind. He had a slow pit stop or something at one It was too, bad. It was. Yeah. yeah. But he also kind of got run up the track, too. And that took him out of contention for a top 10 finish. And. I mean, he finished 15th. Ryan Blaney finished 14th. That should tell you exactly where that was. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, this one, I, I mean, it looked really good. It was promising right from the start of the weekend. Thought it was going to be good. It just, and it, throughout the race, he looked good. He was a strong car. Uh, I, I added him before the race on, on Twitter. I shared it in our Discord as an outright. I checked it, you know, lo logged him in with our, our friends over at Tally site there. So make sure you're following us and getting those picks late too. I was really feeling good about him, but man, unfortunately, just uh, it didn't work out. But I don't think it was all his fault by any means. He had a fast car. Um, Rod, man, SHR, all four cars in the top fifteen. Who could have saw this coming, Rod? I, I don't. Who could have? Who could have seen? And actually, was it all four cars in the top eleven? Yes, it was. Yes, but who was. who could have seen this coming, Rod? I, I I'm raising my seen, hand for those of you who, on YouTube. Uh, no, SHR, they've been horrible all year. Who would have seen them coming, Rod? I oh okay. I had Chase Briscoe top ten plus two hundred, heartbreaking finishes eleventh. But the analysis was right. SHR is good on short flats. Chase Briscoe is good on short flats. He was really really close. Didn't quite get it. But Eric Amarola plus two seventy five for the top ten, Rod. He did finish an eighth. So that was was the one real big highlight of the weekend as far as the Cup Series bets go. Uh, fortunately, not a bunch more hit, but but this one did. Um, and again, these Stuart Haas cars looked good. They look good on short flats. We're going to Michigan this week. We'll probably talk about it in the betting episode. They will be shitty again. Chase Briscoe will look like one of the slowest cars on the track again. And Kevin Harvick will be the outlier that'll look decent. 
The other three cars will not finish good. Chase Briscoe will probably finish 30th or worse. Just write it down right now. Don't bet on him this week. Last week was your chance. Next time we get to a short flat track will be your chance again. And we'll be on him again because we're on him every time because it's been hitting and it was so fucking close this week. But Almirola did pull through and hit the plus 275 for us. And shout out to his pit crew and his pit, uh, his entire, his chief strategist up there on the boxes, his pit <laughs> boss. Man, they made a, a fantastic call to even get him the track position in the first place. He was not necessarily, what he was a lap down at one point um, and managed to find his way back up into the almost top 10. So shout out to Briscoe's entire pit crew because uh, they they made all the right calls getting him up there uh, and, and almost inside the top 10 like we were hoping for. Uh, all right. Uh, my top 10 call was never in question. That was Bred K in the top 10. Bred K finished in sixth place after a 13th place start. Led the most laps in this race, Cody. 102 laps did Bred Keselowski lead. Should have won. But, unfortunately, he had the mistakes. But, hey, listen, the fact that he managed to keep himself inside the top 10 despite that, that's still a testament to how fast these uh, RFK cars are now and how well they did on this track. So, I'll take a top 10 finish. I called him as a top 10. In fact, I called him as a uh, – he hit the underdog pick as well for this. Yeah. So, I was pretty happy yeah, about both and, of those. Oh, man, you know, it sucks for Brad, and he made a mistake, but – Shout out to Brad. Shout out to the team for realizing they had the three tires in the pit box. As Latart very quickly on the broadcast poll pointed out, that's a perfectly legal pit stop. They didn't hesitate. They got the pit stop done. He got out of there. Of course, it was slower. It did take time, but it could have been much more catastrophic than it was. Obviously, when you lead the most laps and that kind of ends your day, it sucks. Um, but he recovered and got a, a sixth-place finish, gets a top 10. He's looking almost as locked into the playoffs as you can get on points. Things are looking very good for him. So uh, so good call by you to get that at, at even money. I had Ryan Blaney top Ford and Denny Hamlin top Toyota plus 1,800. Denny Hamlin held up his side of the deal on this because being the top Toyota, which I said would probably be the case, but uh, the Blaney part was the tougher part, and uh, he was nowhere near the top Ford, finishing 14th, and he was, what, the 7th or 8th Ford on the, on the grid, unfortunately. Again, Blaney just didn't show up, so uh, it sucks. But uh, you know, this one was was a longer shot for a reason. Obviously, it's eighteen to one. You're asking two things to kind of happen. We got half of it, so we were halfway there. Blaney didn't hold up his end of the deal, so unfortunately, this one doesn't cash. Fantastic big time rush song, by the way. Halfway there, just uh, I'm, you know, <laughs> hashtag girl dad. Uh, all right, this next one I had was cashing. And then it didn't. It's so frustrating for Kyle Busch because he was bad. And I mean bad to start this race. Bad for a better part of this race. Chase Elliott was running around inside the top five. I mean, the top ten for the most part, too. It wasn't, you know, Chase Elliott was not having a winning run by any stretch of the imagination. But you want to talk about this pit strategy and just being able to get... Because Kyle Busch was a lap down, too, at one point. And all of a sudden, Kyle Busch decides he wants to figure out how to get it done all of a sudden. Now he finishes third. He started He started second, right? But just fell Shuffled back. out so quick. Right out oh of the gun. Goodness. Yeah, there was no... It's like, you know how, how when Max Verstappen shoots out of the box and he shoots forward? 
Kyle Busch shot out and shot backwards. Like I, his his car had reverse <laughs> he thrusters. Like put in reverse. <laughs> yeah, he had reverse thrusters in there. But um, yeah, but by the end of this race, it was Chase Elliott, and it wasn't as if Chase Elliott finished poorly either. He finished thirteenth, but you know, for a fourth place start for Chase Elliott, you would expect it better. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Busch manages a good finish, finishes second or finishes third rather. Hats off to him. I mean, I thought I thought for sure. Once he fell back that much, once he was a lap down, once he got out of sequence, I thought for sure the bad Kyle Busch was going to show up. But yeah, credit to him. He held it together, kept it for a third-place finish, and finished better than Elliott. Yeah, for him to recover and, and hit this third place, shout-out to him because that, that was great. Uh, again, he's only finished off the lead lap, one lap down ever in his entire career at Richmond, a track we come to twice every year insane statistics from Kyle Busch here, but uh, I mean, uh, I didn't really see it from him. RCR short track packages really sucked. And, and even uh, Austin Dillon was the second Chevy. RCR had the top two Chevys ninth place for a while. Dillon was the top Chevy running at like 13th. Not a good weekend for Chevy. The best Hendrick car finishes 13th Elliott uh, rough for them, but uh, not been the best track in the past. This next one, Rod, I had Ty Gibbs over uh, Tyler Reddick. This was minus 120. This one had me sweating at the end there. Um, it So you go into qualifying, right, and Reddick just blazing speed. He comes out with it, starts on the pole, but Gibbs was fast too. He's in seventh. I still bet this again right before the race, like 10 minutes before the race started. I go, I'm out on Reddick today. I don't care that he starts on the pole. He never let a lap on a short track in his career coming into this race. I got down on the Gibbs again, doubled up on it. Uh, Reddick looked good early, right? He led the entire stage one, wins it. It's 23-11 teammate. Bubba Wallace comes up to second. He finishes second in the stage. They looked good. Um, ended up with a commitment cone violation on those green flag pit stops at the end. That's what saved it. Obviously, we talked about uh, Gibbs having his little bit of a, of a rough patch there and, and not getting the best finish, but did finish one spot ahead of Tyler Reddick. Uh, they finished back-to-back in 15th and 16th. Yet again, the book's hitting on these back-to-back head-to-heads. Can't point that out enough, but uh, luckily we did catch this one. Yeah, I mean, how uncanny is it that once again, another head-to-head happens one spot in front of the other? But yeah, <laughs> Almost like the books know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I look, at, here's the thing too. When Reddick popped out of the box and started leading all those laps, I thought for sure. I mean, I, we knew Gibbs was going to have a top 10 car, but I thought, you know, there's no way Reddick is going to going to be any worse than third or maybe even fourth. You know, he's probably going to end up having to battle. But yeah, I mean, pit, pit penalties, pit strategies. That is the name of the game at Richmond as far as what's going to win you a, a race here because it definitely uh, was, was a tough going. So, um, all right. I had winning car between zero and nine. Yeah, that didn't happen. 17 is is not between them. But, I mean, look it. Kyle Busch was up at the front. Brad Keselowski led a bunch of laps. I almost thought for sure he was going to be the one. Um, I was banking on Harvick to kind of be that guy as well. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get it done. But, I mean, Austin Dillon was there in ninth. That had an opportunity. We laughed about it. But Austin Dillon had a, uh, a real respectable chance if something would have shaken out a little differently. But, um, yeah, I mean, that my, my number streak comes to a close unfortunately this week unfortunately it does i had truex to win five to one 
man, it, it was for him to recover and, and end up with a decent finish. He ends up in seventh. Like that's a hell of a win for that team. It was just a rough, rough day for Truex. Hate to see it, but uh, it happened. Logano, fourteen to one. Oof! I was, uh, ah, man, I was, I was thinking that maybe that was going to cash on that last restart there, Rod. He had something for him. Ends up finishing in fourth as Bush kind of edged him out right before the line. Blaney, twenty-two to one. We talked about it. He didn't even show up. Had the Truex Hamlin Exacta at plus eighteen hundred. Hamlin did finish second and uh, held up his part of the Exacta. But uh, Truex forgot to win the race, so unfortunately that one didn't happen. Uh, Switch from over in the Discord jumps on. He said Hamlin spun the tires on the final restart. He might have had a shot. Absolutely. I thought for sure that Busher was going to lose that on that late caution. Hamlin was going to steal another one late, but uh, he he did make the make the mistake. And uh, luckily for Busher, held on and, uh, and cashed those tickets for some of these guys. I love that they were like, what happened? Like, Hamlin was like, what happened? I don't even know. Like, all of a sudden, I'm shooting up the track and and uh, everybody's getting around me. The fact that he battled back for second, though, that's that's good yeah. for Hamlin. Well, that just shows you how fast he was, too. I mean, he was a very, very fast car. Um, and, yeah, had he not made the mistake, he, he likely would have won that race. Yeah, I, I for sure believe that, too. Um, I, I don't know, Cody, if... The number five car was out in there as well. Did the, did Larson show up? It's been it's been a little rough for Larson lately. I mean, he's he's had some pretty good finishes, but like the Larson we're used to seeing as the favorite every week and as a a dominant car and always leading. I mean, he led a ton of laps and won this race in the spring. Never really in the conversation to do anything this weekend. So again, has Hendrick not a historically great at this track, and that was part of it, but. You saw it in the spring, so it was like maybe they found something. Uh, I'm not going to hit the panic button on on Hendrick yet, obviously, and and I think Larson will be fine. But we've just we've kind of been at a stretch here lately where it's Chevys just have struggled more at these tracks historically. So I think to the overreaction of is is Chevy in trouble now? Is Ford resurging? Like uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that. I don't think we're we're quite to hitting the panic alarms on that yet. I think it's just. It's a tough, tough stretch of tracks for them. They've not had a ton of success at those. I'm sure they're happy to see some road courses coming up here in the in the near future where they've been good. Super Speedway and Daytona that they've been good at as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not not going to hit the panic button on Larson. Wasn't his week, but it's hard to ever say that he's a bad bet except on Super Speedways. Well, and again, he started 14th, finished 19th, just not a fantastic day for Kyle Larson. So unfortunately, that Larson outright did not hit. And then, of course, Kevin Harvick was at 9-1. to I don't know. He may have had a chance. He may have had a chance if he would have been able to stay around the front. But Busher, Hamlin, Kozlowski, they were all way too fast for anybody. Honestly, it was, it was just a matter of which one of those three were going to win. I don't know that Harvick would have factored in for the win. It was a feel-good story. It would have been nice if it hit. But, uh, yeah, he was never in, in contention for the win. I'm sure he's happy with the 10th place finish because kind of extends his, his dominance at Richmond as far as top 10 finishes are concerned. But um, it could have been a much better day for Kevin Harvick, unfortunately. Just, yeah, I mean, Pitt, Pitt Road got a lot of people uh, on Sunday, and, and he was one of those guys as well. So that'll do it. For the outrights, Cody, uh, are we saving the truck race, or did you want to get into? No, let's let's do the trucks next. All right, that let's was, do uh, the trucks. That was we're going backwards. That was the next 
next race on the docket. That was the next race on the docket. Of course, the trucks were out at Road America in Wisconsin, having fun without the prying eyes of both the Xfinity and the Cup Series. Gentlemen, they had a hell of a day out there, out on the road course. They were spinning around. They were... Wait, are we doing, are we doing trucks or are we doing Xfinity? Oh, we're doing trucks. What the hell, Rod? <laughs> they were on Richmond. They were on Richmond. <laughs> they the, did have a hell of a race, though. Man, they the did strategy have a a in this race, like... And the trucks keeping things clean and not wrecking and allowing the strategies to play out. Like, holy shit, this race was exciting. And that's the that's the thing about the truck race. A lot of times, you know that in the truck race, you're in for mayhem. You are in for uh, a nice few, like several thousand cautions, and then you're waiting around and things get cleaned up. There were only four cautions in this entire race. A 250-lap race, you got four cautions, for 27 laps that was a clean and then of course two of those were stage breaks um which you know again last year they they only had three for 25 so trucks keep it clean on richmond by and large other than 2021 where they had 11 for 79 but uh the last couple of years they've been keeping it clean and i mean listen there was a lot of fun inter struggles in this and you're right strategy played a gigantic a gigantic role everything i mean decide decided the race no doubt about it. it man that that 98 team they will find a way to fuck it up for you every single week Majeski is so fast he's so good i don't know if i've ever seen a truck that much faster than everyone else on the entire track and, and they found win. a way to fuck it up twice twice rod he came all the way back from speed i told my wife he won stage two he swept both stages she was actually sitting there watching the race with me, which doesn't happen a ton. But I go, this guy just won both stages. He's about to completely fuck this up. They go into the pits. He's speeding. I looked at her and I said, I see. I know what I'm talking about. Like it just, it's like clockwork with this guy. It's, it's the Sheldon Creed syndrome of the Xfinity series. Like, man, he just can't get out of his own way sometimes. And like switch said, he, they did throw it away by staying out. What an interesting call, Rod. I, when you're that much faster than everyone else, if every other truck in the entire field is on that strategy, why not just join them and beat them? I understand if you stay out and there's a caution that things are different, right? But if everyone else has done it and you're clearly 10 times faster than everyone else, why do you stay out there? And then... Majeski was not happy about it, as he shouldn't have been. Like, what were you doing? You have the the fastest truck on the entire track as the slowest truck on the entire track because he's on such old tires. Uh, his calculator was not working correctly, I don't think. Well, and that's just a, a case of the the pit, the... the why do I can't ever think crew of... Chief? The crew chief? Jesus. <laughs> I'm... I don't know. There's what's all these going different on. series. You I'm watching to... like 15 different racing I'm just series. I'm watching I'm too like, much F1. The strategist. I was the strategist doing. Uh, no, the, yeah, the crew chief. That that's just the matter of the crew chief trying to overthink himself. Um, and and literally just trying to play games when there didn't need to be any games played. Like you should have just gone with the rest of the group at that point because you know your truck can hang with the top and you need equal. You need equal footing. You need the tires that everybody else has on there. People start pitting, pit with them. Like, don't get cute. Just do what you need to do, and that didn't happen. So, yeah, just a case of of him overthinking it, and and 
worked out for us, so I'm I'm happy about it. But man, yet another mistake for the '98 team, and multiple mistakes. Recovered from one of them, couldn't recover from the second one. I had uh, Bailey Curry over Matt Mills in this one, Rod. I was wrong on this one. I did not see this coming from Matt Mills. A fifth place run. He started fifth, finished fifth, ran good all day. Curry was 18th, kind of what I was expecting from Curry, maybe a little better than that, but I just thought Mills would run worse, but uh, made the most of his start in this 51 truck. I think he's got one more start scheduled with them. When you get these limited opportunities in, in good equipment like that, you've got to take advantage of it, and uh, and Mills took full advantage of it. So, unfortunately, didn't cash on uh, on this head-to-head. No, it did not, uh, and unfortunately, my first one did not hit either, and that was Toyota over Chevy, but it was. It was hitting. It was hitting for a good long while, especially for nine laps when Corey Heim was leading the race, but... Um, Chevy's didn't even come on until the very end. The strategy is really what killed everybody else. Josevar had a fast truck. We know that. He was coming up from 17th. But, I mean, it was it was uh, Corey Heim up there for a while. And then even still, Corey Heim was the one that was sort of uh, making it. But you had Carson Josevar who finished first, obviously. But Jake Garcia, like he was a, a another one that, that benefited from strategy call. Matt Mills, yeah, he was fast, but he was not necessarily going to be in fifth place by the end of that race. So Corey Heim should have beaten all of those guys, uh, with the exception of maybe Carson Josevar, because obviously Josevar was going to tear through everything. But when it came down to it, if something would happen to Josevar, Corey Heim should have been in the front of Garcia and Mills. But they played a hell of a strategy game and ended up keeping themselves. I mean, Matt Mills, like you said, started fifth and finished fifth, but throughout the course of that race, he was not necessarily uh, in that position. In fact, he wasn't anywhere near the top 10 at the end of stage one, was in 10th place at the end of stage two. But again, his truck was not necessarily going to stay around the top five until those strategy calls. So I think this one should have cashed. I'm a little pissed that it didn't. But again, yeah, I'm, you know, you I'm at his flashes, right? And that's really, that's kind of who you're banking on when you're taking the Toyota side of things. I didn't blame you. I would have taken it too. I did, however, have Carson Hosevar top five, plus 140. Obviously, he wins the race. Um, so, yeah, a good run by him. All the, the true ovals here lately, if you, if you throw out, uh, I think it was throughout Chicago, or wait, they didn't race at Chicago, but throughout Mid-Ohio, rather, is where they went, um, and Pocono, just because uh, it's not an oval, it's a triangle, right? But uh, that's that's like five or six top four finishes in a row for Hosevar, but tearing it up. Multiple wins on the season for him. I think that was his third win of the season now. Uh, so, yeah, top five plus 140. Really good value, and uh, and that one hit for us. It sure did. Uh, my next one did not hit, and that was Christian Eckes over Nick Sanchez. This one was cashing at the end of stage one. This one was cashing at the end of stage two. This one was cashing for a better part of the race. Unfortunately, Eckes finished in 11th. Sanchez, God, that guy, he finished in eighth, and that was pure strategy that was pure strategy Eckes was on I think older tires at the end of that race and Sanchez just was able to creep up a couple of uh, positions above him and like I said this one was cashing for I I gotta say 95 percent of the race yeah I mean Eckes was fourth in stage one and stage two he was fourth basically the entire day right behind that that group of fast cars or trucks Majeski Rhodes Heim I mean those were the main three up front the entire day Eckes was right there with them, and then Sanchez comes in on the, on the strategy, gets you late, 
unfortunately, that will happen. Ben Rhodes, top five, plus 250. Might have been one of the best bets on the entire day, Rod. Ben Rhodes was fast. Ben Rhodes looked good. Ben Rhodes was so fast. He was, or no way, his was his was a commitment violation, right? He he missed the box, had to do the drive through. God damn it, Ben Rhodes, what are you doing? You're killing me. Ends up finishing in 12th. He started, uh, where did he start? He started fourth. Fourth, yeah. Second by stage one, second in stage two. I believe he was second when he came into pit. And, jeez, uh, Rhodes, you're killing me, man. Plus 250 out the door. This was a good bet. I would place this one again. Unfortunately, the way things shook out with that penalty, it did not hit, but uh, it easily should have hit. But despite that penalty, he still managed to cash this next bet, and that was Ben Rhodes over Taylor Gray. Uh, ben Rhodes did finish how many spots above? Two the, spots, two man. Spots. His bucks are good at this. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, for Ben Rhodes' struggles, he did manage to finish better than Taylor. Uh, Taylor started 19th, finished 14th. Uh, Taylor was running around in, in the front at, at points and, and fits and spurts in this race, but only really because of, uh, of strategy calls was he even a factor toward the front. Obviously, as the leaders were doing their things. I mean, look at 95% of this this field was not even on the lead lap. I mean, there was only seven cars that finished on the lead lap, or seven trucks, rather, that finished on the lead lap in this race. So, I mean, you got that, that's how dominant the top cars were all day long. Uh, ben Rhodes was not even uh, on the lead lap in 12th place. So the fact that he was able to find his way above Taylor again after having that trouble, testament to how fast that truck was. So thank God he, he cashed that one for us. Yeah, luckily he held on to that, plus money. That was a great call by you. Uh, I had Matt Benedetto top five plus five fifty. Looking back, maybe should have thought more about him being conservative, just trying to point his way in. But I thought maybe they would play some strategy at the end and try and get him up there. Didn't work out. Plus five fifty. I still don't think it was a bad bet. Just at the price you were getting, ends up seventeenth, kind of where he he just was all day. I mean, he, he did start tenth, so he, he was good in qualifying. Uh, he finished 10th in stage one, but then kind of fell out of the top 10 after that and, and just hung around again. I think they were being ultra conservative, just trying not to lose that. But points cushion, obviously, freezing struggled all day long. Uh, and, you know, after starting near the back and never recovered. So they, they just wanted to make sure they pointed in. Smart by them, unfortunately, did not cash the top five. No, and yeah, it's Matt Benedetto. What can you say? Like you said, five and a half to one is a pretty decent one for that one. Um, all right, so because the racing number gods wanted to just pile on me this weekend, they denied me of my winning <laughs> truck under 23 and a half as well. They so. were catching up on their, their books, Rod, and noticed they'd, they'd let you have a few in a row. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> nah, this Rod guy, his, his luck's about to run out. So, uh, yeah, winning truck under 23 and a half. And honestly, all day long, this was not going to cash because you had Majeski up front, you had Rhodes up front for like a shining moment. You had uh, Corey Heim up front, and that was like, okay, cool, this is going to hit. But Grant Enfinger was nowhere near the front. I mean, he was finished ninth, but again, did not factor into the lead of this race at all. It was literally just Majeski. It was, and the fact that even Zane Smith found his way to a third place finish was impressive, but still not under 23 and a half. Yeah. Garcia at 35, Matt Mills at 51, even Crafton at 88. Yeah, this was, this was not going to hit, and it wasn't even close. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't hit. You mentioned Corey Heim. I had him at three to one. 
not quite as good as I'd hoped. There were points in the race where it was like, okay. And then he just got a short run truck, I guess. I don't know. Kind of just kept falling off. Ends up in where'd he end up? Six. So, you know, an okay day, but kind of disappointing for, for Heim standards. He qualified second. You're thinking, okay, here we go, right? He's going to Heim time it again. Locked up the, the regular season championship after stage one. Maybe decided that was good enough for the day. I don't know, but uh, didn't quite have it, unfortunately. Had Ben Rhodes at 20 to one. Oh, he was the second fastest truck all goddamn day. I thought he had a chance for his teammate. Majeski was even going to do things to throw it away for us. And Rhodes is going to be right there to cash. Unfortunately, the commitment line violation didn't get all four tires inside the orange box. So Rhodes was out of the picture, but Carson Hosovar 10 to one did hit. He'd been on a hot streak. He'd been looking good. He's been tearing it up. Felt like his price was perfect to 10 to one. This one hit for us. This was the uh, racing gods riding us from the Xfinity series, which we'll cover here in a minute, unfortunately. Um, but they they did get us back on this host of our one. Not necessarily the best truck, right? Majeski was clearly the best truck. Whew, gave us a sweat. I was doing, I was, my calculator was on fire. I was doing math. How many seconds is he cutting off each lap? Which cars or which trucks are going to get in his way? Is he going to catch Majeski? Was it three laps to go? I think he caught him. Once he caught him, he made quick work of him. I was really hoping Majeski wasn't going to take them both out because I thought for a second maybe he would. Uh, but Osovar holds on 10 to 1. Thank you, Majeski and crew, for fucking it up yet again. Appreciate you and helping us cash this bet. I mean, that's a feel-good one right there. And you're right. It, it definitely made up for the fact that uh, we got totally hosed in Xfinity. Uh, I had Grant Enfinger as an 8-to-1 odds boost. Again, we talked about it. just wasn't necessarily a factor all race long. Eh, I mean, he was a fast truck in the top 10, but never really jockeying for the win. So, oh, well. Uh, like I said, we didn't. I didn't necessarily feel all that great about it. I just thought 8-to-1 was a good price on that price boost on a, on a truck that had won on this track already. So, um, no, nah, it wasn't a bad bet overall. Just wish it would have come out better. So, um, All right, speaking of the Xfinity, let's get there in a second. But let's also tell you about a show we love that is also on this network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold my uh, favorite time of the year rod oh it's football. Well, one of one of my favorite times of the year fantasy football drafts are happening we're getting full core into it last night draft i got their guy justin fields they're big fans uh he was the first guy nominated $200 budget. I got him for $35, which is like eight bucks under his his thing. Justin Fields, I'm going to tell you right now, will be the number one quarterback at Fantasy this year. Go draft him. You're welcome for, for spoiling it for you. I've seen the script. He's, he's going to be good this year, Rod. Whew, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Although, I will say that I don't know if Justin's announced this yet, but I'm breaking news right now. Justin and I... <laughs> We'll both be on the Fantasy Fantasy Football reality show 
Check Ooh. the check out the announcements for that coming up. But we're gonna both be on the fantasy fantasy uh, reality football show or whatever. I, it's just <laughs> that's a that's a talking twister. It is a talking twister. But we're gonna be competing against in a guillotine in a guillotine league. A uh, lot of fun. A lot of fun. Just. Hang tight for that. Obviously, this isn't fantasy football, but we're definitely going to have some fun representing the SGPN. Nick Fortune in the house. Oh, my gosh. You're promoting old-fashioned football. Ugh, he says. Good friend of of Justin's. I don't think he can get away from him is his problem, but uh, that's all right. Love Uh, you, Nick. Thanks for joining us. Iowa sucks, just to remind you. Damn. Uh, You know what else sucks, Rod? Getting burnt out of road race wins. You know what sucks, Rod, is, is when they tell us Right, a car spins out of Pocono. Clearly, he's not fucking going anywhere. Throw the caution flag, right? We'll, do, we'll re-rack it up. We'll have overtime. This is how it should be done. This is how we've been doing it. We should be trying to end these races under green flag, right? We don't throw the caution. We let them race back around to turn two. Then we decide when to randomly throw the caution instead of racing to the fuck checkered flag line and saying, well, I guess you get to fucking win the race today, right? Well, if this would have been Richmond or Bristol, a short track, we would have had to throw it because, because Rod, well, there just wouldn't be time, right? So when we go to a four-fucking-mile track and somebody spins out when the leader's two fucking corners taking the white flag, let's see if he can get fucking started. You could literally race. You could take the white flag and race for five more minutes before they get back around the track to this fucking clown in the 19 car. Fuck you, Connor Mosack. I'm done saying your fucking name, piece of shit. What are you fucking are you kidding me, Rod? God damn it. What the f- four fucking miles we could have run. We could have ran three and a half miles before we throw the fuck caution flag, but instead we throw a red flag. There's oil all over the f- whole entire fucking surface of the track. All four miles. I think he dumped some on the interstate leading to the track too, just for the hell of it. <laughs> We take a fucking red flag for four hours, and then we just fuck everything up. God damn it. This race pissed me off so much. Fuck you, NASCAR. What the fuck are you doing? Just give us some motherfucking consistency. God. JDK <laughs> says, tell us how you really That's feel. That's how I really feel. Like, oh, this has been boiling inside of me since Saturday afternoon. Thank God Carson hosts of our one Saturday night. Because that calmed me down a little. I was about to start breaking things. I was going to rip the TV off the off the wall as a, as a searcher for profit always says that. TV's coming off the wall tonight. Oh, my God. I was so fucking mad after that. What a four-mile track, Rod. Yeah, that's what? like what? that's like saying do the same thing you did last week. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any none of it made any sense to me. And 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 the day started off not making sense to me because we saw several things go wrong that just you know when when you so here's the thing I I've been having a a, a, a I've been having a deal lately because I I've, I've I've been giving out some free picks for soccer lately and they haven't necessarily been hitting but. The thing of it is, is that you say to yourself, you put in the research, you you do the things that you need to do in order to come up with the stats and the the backings that you have, right? You you pour into the numbers, you find the trends, you see what you're looking at, and you, you say what your educated guess is. I don't drive the damn cars. I, I don't get out on the field and kick the damn goals. All I can tell you is what I see on paper and what I've seen before. Like the same thing with what we talk about when we talk about our outright winner. That dude 
owns every single record for the Xfinity Series when it comes to road course races. How on God's green earth are you not going to say that he's a good car on this track? Then he doesn't come out. There are cars that we told you. They have finished better than this person over the course of the last 500 years. Well, I'm sorry if this one time they don't come out and kick a damn goal and finish 0-0. Like, how am I supposed to predict that? I don't go out there and play the damn game. I just tell you what I see. So, like, with NASCAR, I was already having a bad day because of that. And then, of course, all of the bets that we were had cashing stopped cashing, especially after that incident. And I was like, for the love of God, like, let's, what are we doing here? Like, I, I, was, I was already pissed off. So. And a good time to remind you, right? This is gambling. We all know what gambling is. You're taking a risk. Like, we can literally put all of the research into this, and we did, and all of the research made us ladder all guy. I had him to win 12 to 1. I had him top 5 at 170. I had him top 3 at plus 340. All of these things should have easily cashed. They were all the correct bets. Uh, everything, I mean, this show could be so different. Like we could hit Carson Oates of our 10 to one could hit all guy 12 to one hit all guy plus three forty. Hit all guy plus one seventy. Like all of these things should have happened. The research was correct. The statistics were correct. Every, the analysis was correct. It all pointed in this direction. He's the best car. He led the entire fucking day. AJ who didn't even show up to the fucking race should have stayed in Richmond. Got some fucking points for his team. Try and get into the playoffs. What the fuck are you doing, for one? That's a whole nother conversation we don't even have time for today. What are you... You're trying to win a fucking NASCAR championship or get into the playoffs, which is millions of dollars more than not getting into the playoffs, and you've got fucking Derek Krause qualifying your car like he's driving a little tyke out on Richmond? What are you doing? I, I don't understand. But, God, it just... Oh, this race really fired me up, Rod. But, good time to remind you. It is gambling. This is going to happen. Thank God the racing gods uh, righted it in the truck series. So I'm a little less angry, but I wanted to get all of my frustration. Hey, and that's this is the perfect field. You know why? Because this is our show. We can do that. People, people can use that skip button if they don't want to hear it. But I tell you, it, this is a. Uh, and Switch says, "Don't worry, over reliable Austin Hill." Gets it oh, done, yeah. Man, we'll, we'll get there, Switch. We'll get Don't there. you worry. We'll Austin Hill just taking care of business for us. But, um, yeah, right, listen, Rod. again, yeah, I, we did, I, I mean, yeah. we talked about the Allgaier thing. I had him top five, top three. These were the correct bets. The fucking odds they gave us, absolutely ridiculous. Should not have been this high. These were the proper bets. You know, 99 out of 100 times these cash. Unfortunately, this was the 100th time. Didn't cash Saturday, so whatever <laughs> we're talking like a, a, a frog's hair away from cashing those all of those and it was definitely frustrating so um i had all over john hunter this one actually cashed and and john hunter <laughs> yeah. ran into some pretty bad luck on that one too <laughs> at least you still lucked out on this one Rob. yeah this one was yeah because again listen all goes from finishing where did he end up Justin Allgaier finally ended up finishing 18. in 18th. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, 42 laps. He led the most laps in this race. Like, he was going to win this damn thing. 42 of 45 scheduled, I should tell you. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that should tell you how dominant of a car he was all day long. So, but yeah, thanks thanks to whoever, uh, I can't remember exactly right now, who who helped John Hunter Nemechek only run 31 laps of this race. But, well, I uh, think uh, 
Oh, yeah, because he got taken out early, right? Yeah. I can't remember who got in there. Well, him. I mean, three quarters but, of the way through is, is what he got. Yeah. So, but, wow, yeah. yeah. But, As so. Switch said, good old reliable Austin Hill does it again for us. Had him top five, plus 190. Austin Hill's just going to Austin Hill, man. I mean, just if he is minus 130 or better ever, like you just take it. It doesn't matter what track. Super Speedway, road course, short track, go-kart track. If he's the one rolling the green marble down the street, I don't fucking care. It's going to finish in the top five. Like, this dude is just Mr. Consistent. Does it yet again. So, uh, yeah, let's oof, hit that one at least. <laughs> yeah, well, and then I hit this one too, and that was Sam Mayer over Chandler Smith. And boy, we have seen some gnarly, yeah. gnarly wrecks in all across motorsports over the last few weeks, and it's just oh. been... Yeah, his was one of the worst I've ever seen. I can't believe that he thought, I I mean, look, he may have been trying to be humble, saying, well, I don't know, I knew I needed to scrub off speed, but like the way he drove that, yeah, that was fantastic. And Dale Jarrett, I mean, he said it four or five times. I don't know if I could have done that. And I mean, a Hall of Famer, a Cup Series champ, like, I don't know if I could have done. So he, that's that where you have to make that decision to hurt, to make it not hurt worse. I mean, and Road America, Simon Pagano, they just announced again today, still not going to be racing in any car this weekend because of that crazy same thing. Like he didn't have any brakes. He spun the thing, flipped and rolled, and it's it's obviously led to some concussion issues and whatever. Un not cleared to race still. Uh, and then we had who was the other one? Uh, I can't remember who the other car that ended up not scrubbing the speed off and drove straight into the barrier oh, a pretty hard hit too. Um, that was um, yeah. later on in the in the thing that wasn't Ma- was Kyle it moffat no that was no, it wasn't moffat i i believe it was LeBay. Uh, it was LeBay, LeBay in the 08 yeah. yeah yeah and that was scary hard hit too but man chandler smith hopefully he's all right um and yeah switch said LeBay. yep yeah. that was that was the one uh but yeah man scary scary hit for chandler I betting mean, wise though this it worked out for us for yeah unfortunately yeah. sam and, mayor too though for sam mayor i mean listen the fact that he won that race was yeah. was just a testament Con- to him congrats to him i mean again first win didn't we talk about it on this mm, past week's we show did. rod about did. he hasn't got to victory lane is he gonna get replaced next year like now all of a sudden he's got a win he's locked in the playoff i mean oof man how quickly things change right so shout out to you for hitting this one Luckily, Chandler seems to be all right. That's a, uh, man, scary, scary hit there, though. That's, yeah, crazy. Oh, Rod. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Number 11. Done. On the shit list. I'm taking you. Throwing you in the garbage can. You can't fucking cash. But I, I hate you. you. You ruined my bets. Then I try to bet on you multiple weeks in a row. For whatever fucking reason. Horrible idea. Number 11, finishes in his rifle place in 11th. Doesn't beat Josh Berry. Doesn't cash my top five at four to one. I'm done placing bets on number 11 until he wins a race. And luckily for me, I'll probably never have to place a bet on him again. And he didn't top my. He didn't uh, cash my top three either at plus eight hundred. So this week. there was nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. Yeah, I was gonna say you might want to say that. Uh, I had him as a top three. That obviously didn't cash too. Um, I had Sammy Smith as a top five car. Uh, on the track and I mean Sammy was never he was jockeying around that position I think he was even in fifth for a hot second he wasn't in fifth at the end of stage one or stage two but he was definitely in the top 10 
Uh, and then, of course, we know what happened. He gets caught up in that wreck, and the Custer and Barry and and Almondinger and him it wasn't that just slid through there like a wrecking ball. Oh, I think was that, that was uh, uh, Barry. It was Sammy Smith. No, or Sammy S- Smith, yeah, Smith. slid through. Yeah. He takes out Almondinger, takes out Custer, just wiping. Out. And that's where I was like, okay, this is fine. Like the biggest threats to Allgaier out of the way now. Things are going to be okay. Things were not okay. No, things were not okay. But, uh, Man, Austin Hill over Parker Kligerman. Shout out to Parker Kligerman. Got it done. Second place, Austin Hill's third. Yet again, Rod. (laughs) Back-to-back finishing in the head-to-heads. I would place this bet 100 out of 100 more times. Parker Kligerman, uh, he actually held out to the end and got the decent finish. Ran off the road there, battling Mayer for the win. Uh, But I thought he was going to lose it, but he didn't. Uh, But yeah, shout out to to Kligerman. Hill did exactly what I thought he would do, right? Third place. I didn't expect Klergerman to beat that. And if he does, you can't really be mad at yourself for losing that bet. So uh, good job, Parker. I I love rooting for it. I love the guy. Betting against him seems easy a lot of times and just didn't work out this time. <laughs> Not this time. Uh, all right. I had AJ Almendinger to win this race and Max to win the or the F1 race. Well, Max did his part. <laughs> he did his part and then some, but AJ obviously. And, and here's the thing about it, okay? So we saw that Chandler Smith had those brake issues, right? And I don't know, was it really that AJ was having those same brake issues? Because Well, and they said he was having electrical issues. Remember, they kept not shutting yeah. the car off when he came on. To, so obviously something was going on in the college cars because yeah. number 11 sucked. Chandler Smith had the brake issue. AJ had some type of issue. I mean... And you could just tell right away AJ wasn't AJ. You you could almost tell from the drop of the green flag, and it was like, what's going on here? There's Something was definitely happening. And then obviously he gets collected at the end. I I don't think he really would have had anything for him, but it's still AJ, so he could have. But obviously in that, that Smith wreck got taken out. Well, even I said it too, where, you know, we've seen AJ muscle through uh, no power steering, through no cool suits. That guy has more car problems yeah. and things going wrong in the car than anybody else and yeah wasn't his day uh, probably should have stayed in richmond but again another conversation for another day i had toyota over ford plus 115 just as i suspected sage Karam would be the guy that came <laughs> through and cashed this bet for me <laughs> i did not expect that at all shout out to Karam, chance to win that race uh he was close yeah uh yeah. you know it would have been a pretty heartwarming story there what are we, 14 races into the Road America? 14 different winners. They kept saying it was 13, I believe. So now it's 14. Crazy. But uh, yeah, Karam finishes third. Herbston fifth was, or Karam fourth, rather. Herbston fifth was the top forward. Uh, my main argument on this was if something happens to Custer, if Custer gets taken out, exactly what happened. I expected a different Toyota to be up there, but hey, Karam did it. So. It still counts that way. Cash that one at plus 115. Sure does. Um, I told you AJ ain't even money, but even then, we still sort of said, listen, you know, and both of us were on Justin Allgaier, uh, hot and heavy uh, on this, this, but we also said it'd be kind of irresponsible not to take AJ at even money. Uh, obviously, if you took him, sorry, but uh, and if you took Justin Allgaier, sorry. Uh, but my insurance play was also Sammy Smith. Had some legs at certain points in the race, maybe at the end if, if chaos would have struck and he'd have been there. Who knows? It could have happened. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still think Sammy Smith was a fast car. He just came in like a wrecking ball, like you said, and uh, and didn't uh, didn't give two shits about anything else other than that. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not sorry if you had Justin Allgaier because it was the right pick. 12 to 1. Fuck you, NASCAR. Jesus, what are you doing? Come on. Austin Hill, 18 to 1. Third place. Exactly what you expect from Austin Hill. Be there at the end. Mayer and Kligerman could have easily taken themselves out, taken each other out on that last lap. Hill could have snuck right into this. Boy, how that would have changed things. Allgaier gets taken out. I'm so mad. Then all of a sudden, Hill comes through and wins. That would have been great. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. John Hunter, 18 to 1. Probably need to reconsider betting him at road courses because uh, <laughs> John Hunter thought he was driving monster trucks. Uh, the <laughs> case does, can't really argue with that. I don't really know what, what was going on in the, in the John Hunter camp this week. I don't think anybody knew what was going on in the John Hunter camp uh, this week. Uh, you know, and listen, the thing about it too is that a lot of these, a lot of these cars that we uh, had called out were all good cars at certain points in the race. So it's not as if, you know, it just, it just, Terrible luck and terrible, terrible calls by NASCAR got us to the end. But, Cody, as they say, we turn the page on all of that. We look ahead to Michigan as we get ready for another fantastic weekend. No trucks. So we'll figure out a fun way to fill the, the bonus episode. Maybe we'll go back to underdog. Maybe we'll have some underdog and some fun parlays. But, uh, yeah, we definitely get ready for Michigan and, and the races there. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Uh, Moon off showing up in the in chat. There. What Look up, Moon off? How's it going? Oops, oh, sorry, we, we both clicked the same time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it back up. Uh, up yeah, moving on to Michigan. Thank God, because uh, you know this weekend was a roller coaster, like I said. Uh, but no, Michigan, fastest track in NASCAR. They are going to be. It's a two mile track, very much like Auto Club earlier this season. It's banked high. You got speeds of two fifteen, two twenty going into the corners. Qualifying will be over 200 miles an hour. It is a fast, fast track. A lot of fun to watch. Intermediate races this year have been absolutely amazing. We're in for a good weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Moonoff says my setup is so American. Thanks for uh, thanks for admitting you don't usually watch us on YouTube, Moonoff. Dun, I'll dun, forgive dun. you this time. But uh, no, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a good week in Michigan. I'm excited. Sad the trucks are off, but when they come back, it's playoff time for those guys. So uh, that's that's pretty exciting. So you may have to talk me off the ledge this week, Cody, because I there's when a name that you see on this list so many times that I'm going to be probably throwing the entire house at. So you may have to talk me off the ledge on this one. But uh, oh boy, who are we? Who are you throwing? Let me pull the odds up here. Have you uh, seen the odds yet? I have not. The odds are not up yet, but I will tell you they that are. the name Superbook. Oh, Superbook nice. has got odds out. They've got Superbook just on their shit. They've got Good a bunch for of them. stuff out. Matchups, group matchups. Who do you think's the favorite then? If you've not seen Kevin Harvick, it's got to be the favorite at this point. No, oh, you're you're betting a lot of money on Kevin Harvick. Tell you right now, he's ten to one. Oh, let's go, <laughs> Kevin Harvick, winner of four of the last five races on this track. So the, let's just is it four uh, of five? No way, four of five on this track Holy on shit. Michigan. I'm just I'm just Denny go Hamlin, Carl, Kyle Larson, co-favorites, seven to one. Bush, Truex, Byron, Bell, Harvick, Blaney, Reddick. Bubba Wallace, 14 to 1. Oof, let's go. Circle it right now. Bubba will win this weekend. I'm telling you, go place those bets right now. Uh, all right. I'm uh let's cut you off before we get too many. No, I'm just kidding. Uh yeah, Moon off. I'm excited to be back with you for football season as well, my friend. Uh obviously miss NFL season when it's out, but still love crushing it here on NASCAR. This is my home. 
this is he my says he, he's listening to the pods when he can we're crushing it is he doesn't have much time because he's on like four thousand oh other podcasts 16, on the network 000, so yeah. we'll forgive you but um all right well then let's turn our attention to michigan when we start our pods back up tomorrow we'll come back with cup as we always do and then of course we will you know get on down to xfinity dfs do some underdog we'll have some fun with the rest of this week so all right cody fun week. as we wrap things up let everybody know where they can find you on social media yes check out the f1 gambling podcast this week as well we'll recap the belgian grand prix Hit a couple of bets over there and um hopefully if we can get some odds some indycar talk they're gonna be in nashville this week so it's gonna be a lot of fun on the racing through the streets of nashville so check us out over there um <laughs> you almost did it, that. didn't you? I'm. Uh, I remembered. I'm on X. Sorry for stealing your line. Yeah. Uh, follow me there at Husker underscore Zeb. Follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. If you're not in here live, you can get notifications over there when we are live, as we are on YouTube right now. So go to YouTube as well. Like, subscribe, smash the bell, all the fun stuff. Indeed. Follow me. I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Ooh, see, I almost slipped into it. I'm on X. At RJ Via Gomez, link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, uh, back roads going on strong again this week. Of course, check me out on Fast Money on For Frequency Sake. And I've got some picks for the United States game tonight on the Odds Shopper Network as far as soccer is concerned. So head over to Odds Shopper, check that out. I'm not just breaking down US, I've got the other couple of games on the slate as well. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with some cup odds for you and some cup cup picks as we always do from michigan so thanks for hanging with us it's been a fun hour and 18 minutes we'll do this again next time we'll see you tomorrow till next time let's go racing and let it ride <laughs>